This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. Understanding the Roofline Model by Durgan Shu Mishra There's no denying the fact that the performance of our code carries a lot of importance. For countless applications, including HPC simulations, gaming, graphics, etc. Performance does not just mean faster execution and less waiting times. It also directly relates to cost, energy usage, and user experience. A better performing code often saves a lot of computational resources, potentially leading to cost-cutting measures, especially when running in supercomputing and data centers. However, the journey to improve performance can be a formidable challenge, with complexities that demand a strategic approach. Before enhancing performance, a crucial first step is to gauge the theoretical limits of achievable performance. This ensures the programmer knows what he's aiming for and how far he can go with the performance optimization. This is where the performance models like the Roofline model emerge as a guiding beacon. By providing insights into the theoretical performance limits and pinpointing bottlenecks, the Roofline model becomes an invaluable tool for computational excellence, allowing developers to make informed decisions on performance optimization strategies. In this story, I'll dig deeper into what the Roofline model is all about. We'll also go through a detailed example to showcase how to identify whether our algorithm is compute or memory bound. The Roofline model allows us to determine if our algorithm runs at its peak potential or requires more improvement. The Rooflines. The theoretical limits, or the Rooflines, come mainly from the machine's architecture and memory characteristics. As discussed earlier in my blog post on the necessity of parallelism, it is up to the programmer to exploit the hardware's capability for the maximal performance of the algorithm. Two major upper limits, are Rooflines, for the achievable performance are 1. Peak performance. 2. Memory throughput, bandwidth, peak performance, operations, s. Applicable peak performance is dependent on the computational resources available on the hardware. Different architectural factors affect that, such as processor's clock frequency and pipelining implementation. This roofline also depends on the kinds of operations our code performs. For instance, the rooflines may differ for one code with fused multiply add, FMA, operations and another with basic arithmetic operations. The capability of the algorithm to use vectorization or SIMD will also change its performance. Memory throughput, bandwidth and other ceiling comes from the fact that only a limited amount of data can be transferred between the memory and the CPU. This roofline is dependent on two aspects. The code-dependent computational, or arithmetic or operational, intensity, operations, byte, and the hardware-dependent peak bandwidth, byte, s. What is computational intensity? Computational intensity determines the number of bytes transferred between the memory and the CPU for every floating point operation in the algorithm. Put simply, it is the ratio of the total number of floating point operations in your algorithm to the number of bytes transferred. Thus, measured as operations, byte. What about the peak memory bandwidth? Modern day computers have an intricate memory hierarchy. The high level representation of the memory hierarchy is as shown below. There are several data cache levels, mostly L1 to L3 followed by DRAM. The memory bandwidth of each of these memories varies considerably. While the level 1 cache, L1, has the highest memory bandwidth, DRAM has the lowest. However, the capacity of L1 is substantially low, mainly in the orders of KBs in modern personal computer processors. In contrast, DRAM can be significantly larger, in the order of several GBs. A set of benchmarks like the stream benchmark can be used to identify the peak memory bandwidth the naive roofline model. Having discussed the basics, let's proceed to how we utilize all this information to estimate our peak performance. A simple roofline model, the so-called naive roofline model, 
can be represented as greater than p upper bound on the performance operations s greater than greater than greater than machine dependent parameters greater than greater than p applicable peak performance operations s greater than greater than b applicable peak bandwidth byte s greater than greater than greater than code dependent parameter greater than greater than i computational intensity operations byte as discussed above the bottleneck can be the execution of work p or the data path i asterisk b assumptions behind the model several vital considerations contribute to the simplicity and effectiveness of the roofline model first and foremost the model assumes an ideal scenario where data transfer and core execution are perfectly overlapped emphasizing the importance of seamless coordination between these two aspects of computation greater than the model operates on the principle that the slowest limiting factor whether greater than core execution or data transfer dictates overall performance in this greater than competition the winner is the factor with the most significant impact greater than while others are presumed to have negligible effects notably latency effects are disregarded implying an assumption of a perfect streaming mode where data transfer is already in progress finally the model focuses on steady state code execution excluding wind u pan wind down effects and assuming an entire pipeline adding to its simplicity despite its simplicity the roofline model proves highly effective by encapsulating this complexity offering a practical tool for communication between high performance computing hpc experts and application scientists refined roofline model the naive roofline model can be refined and improved in many ways for starters adding multiple rooflines for different kinds of arithmetic operations can improve the roofline model similarly using different memory bandwidths for various available memories makes the model more expressive an example is shown below while doing theoretical calculations as we'll do very soon the naive roofline model neglects latency effects however if we have sufficient information we can include latency effects in our calculations improving our predictions roofline model in action let's use what we learned above to apply the roofline model to a real problem this example is inspired by my learnings while studying one of my favorite courses at the technical university of munich advanced programming by the tumsccs my machine has a single core cpu with 2 gigahertz frequency pretty oldish right and the following specifications greater than one this cpu can perform four double precision eight bytes floating point greater than operation simultaneously i e it is vectorized greater than greater than greater than two the latency of basic arithmetic operations plus asterisk as two cycles one greater than operation per two cycles greater than greater than greater than three the latency of the fused multiply add operation a plus equals b asterisk c as three cycles greater than greater than greater than four these operations are not pipelined greater than greater than greater than five this cpu has two load units and one store unit and each unit can accommodate greater than 32 bytes four doubles greater than greater than greater than six accessing the cache memory is pipelined and costs five cycles the cache greater than operates at two gigahertz greater than greater than greater than seven accessing the main memory is not pipelined and costs 10 cycles the main greater than memory operates at 800 megahertz greater than greater than greater than eight both types of memory can either load two vector registers two times 32 bytes or greater than store one vector register 32 bytes simultaneously greater than greater than greater than nine assume that one load store unit of the cpu can load store one vector greater than register given all the architectural specifications we can first calculate the hardware dependent parameters of our model 
After doing so, we can look at our code and proceed with the calculations of computational intensity. Calculating the applicable peak performance The theoretical peak performance will depend on the kind of operations we are doing. For basic arithmetic operations, as the CPU can perform four double precision floating point operations simultaneously and the latency of basic arithmetic operations is two cycles, the theoretical peak performance can be measured as, for fused multiplication addition, FMA, operations, for FMA operations, there would be two FLOP, item, addition plus multiplication. The latency, however, is three cycles. Thus, the theoretical peak performance is calculating the memory bandwidth unfortunately, calculating the applicable memory bandwidth is a bit more complicated. As discussed above, different types of memories can have different bandwidth values, depending on their size and proximity to the processor. So, to accurately model the roof lines, it is essential to consider as many of the C's possible. For our example, we'll focus on the cache and main memory. Theoretical red bandwidth of the memory. Neglecting the latency effects due to the connection with the CPU, the red bandwidth of the main memory and cache will depend on their capacity and clock frequency. Both kinds of memory can either load two vector registers, 2 times 32 bytes, or store one vector register, 32 bytes, simultaneously, eighth specification above. For main memory, without latency effects, for cache, without latency effects, similar calculations can be done for the theoretical write bandwidth. Applicable read, write bandwidth of the memory, in any real case scenario, the connection between the CPU and the memory, both cache and main memory, will bring in some latency effects. Because of these effects, the CPU can use only a fraction of the available bandwidth. So, it is essential to consider these effects. For main memory read, with latency effects, for main memory write, with latency effects, greater than as mentioned in the specifications, access to the cache memory is pipeline greater than, sixth specification above. If the pipeline is full, the latency effects can be greater than ignored for our calculations. For cache read, with pipelined access, for cache write, with pipelined access, calculating the computational intensity let's consider an application whose core computation involves a matrix-matrix multiplication function. Here, the innermost loop over computes the element of matrix result by taking the dot product of the th row of left with the th column of right. Here is the complete code. As discussed above, greater than computational intensity determines the number of bytes transferred between the greater than memory and the CPU for every floating point operation in the algorithm. Put greater than simply, it is the ratio of total number of floating point operations in your greater than algorithm to the number of bytes transferred. Thus, measured as greater than operations, byte. Let's start with the number of floating point operations. Total number of floating point operations. In total, the loops run for iterations. However, for all, only multiplications are performed. So, a total of multiplications are performed. For the remaining iterations, that go inside the part, FMA, fused multiply add, operations are performed. In total, there are FMA operations. Each FMA operation consists of two floating point operations. Thus, we have greater than total multiplications, greater than greater than total FMA operations, greater than greater than total floating point operations, greater than greater than I, total memory transactions. The next step is identifying the number of bytes transferred between the memory and the processor. This can be calculated by determining the total number of memory transactions between the two. Greater than note. For simplification, we'll assume that does not require memory greater than interaction for the intermediate result. The algorithm comprises several read and write operations over the left, right, and result matrices. 
To calculate the total number of transactions, we need to consider all these, and potentially more. Let's begin. Left matrix is read in every iteration. So, the total reads of the left matrix sum up to. Similarly, the right matrix is also read these many times. Is that all? No. The result matrix is also read for FMA operations. The total reads amount to. Finally, the result matrix is accessed a total of times for writing operations. To summarize greater than total read operations, greater than greater than J, greater than greater than greater than total write operations, greater than greater than K. Thus, the computational intensity can be calculated as for reading data, using I and J for writing data, using I and K, putting it all together. Phew, we're almost there. Having calculated all the elements of our roofline model, Let's put everything together and see how our algorithm is performing and what the limiting component of the system is. Again, we break down everything in two cases. When the cache is NOT involved the reading speed can be calculated using the computational intensity calculated in L and the applicable read bandwidth for the main memory in E. Similarly, the writing speed can be calculated using the computational intensity calculated in M and the applicable write bandwidth for the main memory in F since most of the computations in the innermost loop use the fused multiply add instruction, we will take the FMA peak as the peak floating point performance O4 CPU for both cases. Thus, using B, the peak performance of our algorithm can be predicted as greater than looking at these numbers, it can be clearly seen that our algorithm is memory greater than bound. It can do more floating point operations, but our processor is not able greater than to read, write the data fast enough. When the cache is involved the reading speed can be calculated using the computational intensity calculated in L and the applicable read bandwidth for the cache in G. Similarly, the writing speed can be calculated using the computational intensity calculated in M and the applicable write bandwidth for the cache in H. Again, using B, the peak performance of our algorithm can be predicted as greater than in this case, the algorithm is compute bound. While it can access the data greater than quickly, it doesn't have enough resources to perform as many floating point greater than operations. Thus, maybe we should consider a faster CPU for our algorithm. Final words. This is how our roofline model would look like. This graph clearly lays out what the theoretical limits of our algorithm could be. Being aware of them, we can carefully identify the potential bottlenecks of our algorithm and try to reach the theoretical limits. Similarly, this also helps us identify when to stop optimizing our code, as maybe our hardware won't allow further optimizations. As modern-day processors become more powerful, many algorithms tend to be memory-bound, because of the so-called memory wall. This is the reason why developers invest so much effort in improving the memory access patterns. Greater than it is important to mention here that roofline analysis doesn't always involve greater than a lot of hand calculations. There are a range of open source and commercial greater than tools that may help us create powerful roofline visualization. These tools greater than include empirical roofline tool, ERT, for collecting hardware specified greater than roofline ceilings and tools like Liquid, Intel Advisor Roofline and Intel greater than VTune for collecting application specific performance. I hope this story helped you understand the basics and complexities of the roofline model. Suggested resources. 1. A very short intro to the roofline model. YouTube, 2, roofline underscore mu sosim ss22. PDF, FAO. De, 3, performance model, HPC wiki, HPC wiki. Info, 4, roofline v no yellow. PDF, Berkeley. Adu, 5, roofline model, Cornell. Adu, 6, tutorial ISC 2019 intro v2. PDF, NERSC. Gov, 
7. Chair of Scientific Computing, TUM. De. 8. Berkeley Lab Percenti Second Roofline Toolkit, Bitbucket, Info also published here. Featured photo by Joshua Honey on Unsplash. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.